Hi everyone and welcome back to another session of Seller Speak. Today we have listing optimization on our minds. So all of you sellers who have always wanted to stand out in their listings, this is a perfect video for you. Before I introduce my speaker, let's watch this quick intro. So hi everyone and welcome back to another session of Seller Speak. Today we have a very special speaker with us today. His name is uh, Mac. I mean, I can try to pronounce his last name, but I have failed countless amount of times. So hi Mac, please help me out with your last name. <laughs> it's uh, Schlesinger, Mac Schlesinger. I'm not even going to try that. So hi uh, Mac, uh, how are you doing? It's a hard name, so <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i was yeah yeah go ahead no i'm fine so first of all, uh, thank you for having me it's my honor and pleasure for inviting me to your special show i watched a few of the other episodes it's very very special so i feel very honored to be on it and thank you expertise with your audience we love we would uh we're happy to have you so i was on linkedin and i was just scrolling through my amazon pages and i saw your profile and i was so intrigued uh by your story so i understand we don't have time to get in depth with it but let me just give you guys a quick uh summary of what has happened in Mac's life so uh, he is the CEO and founder of Bestseller Listers. However, he started his journey buying off products from a mall and selling them online for a profit. And that's how you got in the world of e-commerce. That's how you understood that you can make a lot of profit on websites like Amazon, if I'm not wrong. Right. I mean, it was a whole long story, which we don't have time to uh, elaborate on that, but uh, people can see it. Like uh, I posted on LinkedIn, it's probably going to be like another podcast or someone else describing my story. But it's basically the idea is of just starting somewhere, even if you don't have any experience. So I started going to the local mall and buying stuff and tried to sell them on eBay and Amazon tried to make a profit. And from that, more doors opened up to me. So I started doing this, doing that. I tried everything that is related to Amazon until I got to a private label finally. So that's, that's where everything got started. Yep, so Mac here sold online for eight years and more, and he is a seven-figure seller, which is really impressive. So I can just imagine you starting from a small mall and then becoming a seven-figure Amazon seller, and now you have your own company, and that has over a 1,000 clients, ranging from small side hustles to major brands. So congratulations on that. This is amazing. Thank you. All right, so before we get into our talks of listing optimization, just a caution for you guys out there. We get a lot of questions on why are you not able to see returns on your listing optimization? First, it takes time. So once you're done optimizing your listing, kindly wait for 25 days. I suggest 25 days. Mac, how many days do you suggest for people to wait to see returns? Yeah, also, I'm not usually say a month. I mean, not to take the days, but yeah. But, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so wait a month before you approach all your, or you, before you freak out, like, why am I not seeing results? Wait for a month. And if that doesn't work out, don't worry. This session will cover all the important things that you need to know if you're starting your listing optimization or if you're improving your listing optimization. So, Mac, now that we're talking about uh, the biggest mistakes that people have made, what, ha according to you and what, according to your expertise, have you seen um, sellers do wrong when it comes to listing optimization? Yeah, so, I mean, since I'm dealing with like hundreds of thousands of, of Amazon sellers every day, I mean, not every day, I mean, since I started, 
you know, I, I, I got to see all, I mean, mostly uh, all the mistakes people do, all the pros and cons and everything. I, I learned a lot from clients. But so, so regarding your questions about, about mistakes is, is a few things. First of all, um, about the keywords, um, a lot of sellers, I don't know, maybe they took it from the courses or whatever. They're very focused only on keywords. Like they totally forget about the human factor, the human um, on the listing. So they're so focused on keywords. So for example, when we create a listing for clients, they always come back about this keyword, that keyword. Um, I mean, it's, it's usually always in the listing, but it's not like everything in the, in the, in the, in the title and the bullet points. So basically the, the idea is that the, the listing has to be written 50% for the algorithm, 50% for the for, for the human customers, because after all, the, the, the people that are buying it are, are the, the human beings. It's, it's not the algorithm. So, so we have to make sure really uh, to, to talk about, like, talk like, talk like a human, like, a, and describe your features and benefits um, as much as you do with the, key, with the keywords. And another thing is, let me see what else. So, oh, and another thing is also, which is very important, is people try to look to, uh, very professional on Amazon. Like, they're, they're trying to write a listing with high vocabulary English and this and that. But the problem is, it doesn't work. I mean, it, it, it does work for different, like for magazines, for books and stuff like that. But the Amazon listing is, is like your salesman. And you, you don't like when a salesman comes into you and you're in your office and starts speaking like the high vocabulary English that you don't understand, understand a word. You want them to talk like your language, like a, like a human, like this. So, so that's why it's, 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 it's recommended to write a listing and like more like a salesy approach, like a really sell the product versus um, writing it like to professional. And another thing is what else oh, is also I'm focusing a lot on competition. I, I get a lot of comments with clients that they they always focus on the, on the competitors. They send me like a tens or twenty links to competitors. This this competition has this. This competition has that. I want to have this. I want to have that. They want to have everything the competition has. But forget about yourself. <laughs> Instead, they should focus on it's your product. Try to pretend that you are the only one here, and you. You try to do the best that you can do on your product. Obviously, you can check on the competitor to make sure that uh, you can take ideas here and there, but don't be so focused on the competition. I mean, it's, that's actually a good lesson for any any business, not only for Amazon. Don't focus on competition. Yes. Try to be your best uh, you can be. And, yeah. and another thing is regarding uh, mistakes a seller makes is, is also like on settling for cheap um, content, and photos, and stuff like that. But the problem is that a lot of, I mean, sellers usually spend a lot of time and money developing their products, like in China or whatever. And when it comes to finally everything is done, it's the product is finally here and now it's, now it's the real time to sell the product and start making money, they're totally uh, like a, a slow down on that. Like uh, they try to make the content themselves. I mean, it's fine. If you, if you can do it, then, then do it, but make sure to do it the right way. And don't try to cheap out on it, like in the photos, because this is actually the most important thing. Developing your product is one thing, and this is done already. Now it's time to sell the product. And in order to really sell the product, you really have to spend money to make money. Yes, that was very well said. So starting with keywords, as you mentioned, uh, keyword stuffing is something that I've seen a lot of sellers do as well, and I would suggest them not to, because it's true when what Max said, it's 50% for the algorithm and 50% for the customers that you're looking for. Thank you so much for that um, information, Mac. So moving on to the next questions, what are some key metrics that one should keep in mind when they're optimizing listings? Uh, so, um, 
So there's a few things. One is like a, it's, it's basically to think like like a customer. <clears throat> so basically, uh, um, sometimes the seller get, gets so into it. Um, there's a word for it. I forgot the word. It's like a, they get so into into the product, they totally forgot about the forget about the customer. So the customer basically, you have to think like your customer. What what do you want to see in the listing and on the images that will convince convince you to buy the product? So that, that, that's that's what you should focus on. Maybe ask like your friends or colleagues or family members. And, and, and get some ideas because uh, your, your mind is too much in the product. So uh, that's yeah. one thing. And also something uh, something that is important, which is the the the, the features and the benefits. Sometimes uh, uh, when uh, when a seller is developing the product in China, they usually give like instructions to the manufacturer. I want it to be like this. I want it to be like that. This should be my my main main seller point. This should be this should be uh, my differentiator. So uh, sometimes I see uh, clients that sometimes when they, when it comes to creating the listing, they forget about all this information. I mean, not always, but sometimes here and there. So I have to make sure that to, to really remember all of those main selling points and not, not, think, not don't look at your competitors, look at your, what you had in mind when you developed the product and make sure those features and benefits are really pointed out. Yes, and I completely agree with that. Having a second side, uh, set, oh wait, having a second set of um, eyes on your account or your product listing is always a good idea. And uh, one more tip I would like to add here is order your own product uh, once every five to six months. Because in our last session with Norman Farrar, Norman mentioned that he uh, got this beard oil, and because it it was sitting on FPM, um, sorry, because it was sitting in Amazon warehouses for so long, uh, they didn't really focus on the content that the beard oil is going to be facing in the warehouses and this uh, when the product reached Norman it was stinking because it has spoiled so yes keep a second set of eyes on your product uh, do not get too attached to your product because that happens that way you don't see what's wrong with your product right. so keep a second set of eye uh, for your listings and make sure that you order your product once every five months oh, so good. yeah <laughs> yep. Moving on to the next question. So this question has been asked to us very frequently. We already decided and we already told you guys that you should not be changing your listings uh, frequently. But how often should one be changing their listings then? Right. So as, as you said, so it's it's not it's not recommended uh, by Amazon to to keep on changing your listing, like uh, the images and this, because every time you you change something, like the image or the title or the keywords and stuff like that. The listing sort of I don't know how to explain it, but it's sort of, it goes out of the algorithm like the algorithm like yep. it out and it takes some time to till the algorithm gets to all those new information that you just uploaded and, and so in those few days if you time you might lose uh, your ranking and sales momentum so it's not good to change um, anything in the listing so it's, it's always recommended to, to do it right the first time but obviously I know let's say if you already have the listing the damage is already done. What you should do now <laughs> yep. is actually um, not, now you don't have a choice. You still have to make sure that it makes it better and basically sacrifice and settle for this this those few days that it goes out of the algorithm and then start over and with a much stronger than before. And it's basically um, yeah. So 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 once it's already done, take your time, go over everything from title, bullet point, description, content, images, keywords, and everything, and then uh, go through one by one and, and fix everything at once and, and yep. don't don't do like a, like a here and there just just make sure everything is fixed at once so you don't have to fix it again like up, update again then 
Yeah, so once when I was starting my uh, wondrous world of Amazon learning and I was trying to figure out how listing optimization worked, my supervisor told me that think of it as a library, right? So you have a book in the library and you have, you know, that the book is under section A, subsection B or something like that. When you change a listing optimization, you are changing where the book is kept in a library. So when a customer comes, he might not be able to find your book under section A, subsection B. So yes, it does take time for your um, Amazon algorithm to understand that, you know, yes, this is a library and where you want your book to be now. So I hope I did a good job explaining how listing optimization yeah. works. Yeah. I have to start using this for clients. Is there a gift? Oh yeah, you can, uh, I, it's my gift to you. You can use it. <laughs> Thank you. So yes, um, how often should you be changing your listing optimization? Well, as Max said, once the damage is done, it's done. But make sure when you're optimizing your listing, do it in one go. Do not keep changing it again and again. And how should one improve their listing when they're trying to change the listing, let's say the second time? Yeah, so it's basically it's the same thing. It's basically go through from A through Z, starting from the title, from the content, go through the title, the bullet points, the description, the keywords, the backend fields, and make sure that everything is fully filled out, all the features are properly explained, all the benefits are properly uh, exposed and um, then go through the images and make sure that the images are really the best that it can be. Basically, the idea is to showcase the customer, to give them the confidence that this is the product they're looking for and make sure that this is, um, and if you can't do it yourself, then don't, don't be afraid to, to outsource it, to help, ask someone to do it for you. And make sure that you are the best. And, and once everything is done, just upload everything at once. As I said earlier, like don't do a little bit here and a little bit there. Yep, so for your images, we get a lot of questions for images as well. We have a very special session coming in next week with uh, Paul Barron, and he will be talking about how you can use nano influencers for your business and how you can get your uh, product pictures for half a price plus with almost free advertising for your business. So do keep an eye out for the session and it will help you brand your products for cheaper and to get pictures for your products for cheaper. All right, so now we're coming to a section that is so talked about, it's the keywords. So yes, keywords are needed for PPC, keywords are needed for your listing optimization. Keywords are perhaps the most important part of your Amazon listing. So again, 50 and 50% 50 as Max said. So what are the importance of keywords while listing? What exactly do they do? Yeah, so basically, obviously keywords is, is, is a very big part of the, of the listing. The algorithm, but um, on how to make the keywords, so it's, it's not like a simple uh, one-line answer. It's, it's it's a combination. So it's a few things. So first of all, the first thing is basically to use all, take advantage of all those great programs out there, softwares that is out there, and don't rely only on one of them because they're not always accurate. So the best yes. is to do is to make a combination of the top three or four keyword tools that you know about and look at you know download the files look through all those the, the high volume keywords and take out the irrelevant keywords there's, there's always then like the mix and irrelevant keywords so have to make sure to take those out whatever so basically once you go through the whole fi file from the combination of all three or four keyword tools then you can take out the best keywords and and basically bl blend them in into the throughout the whole listing title bulletin keywords and obviously then for the for the advertising the ppc yep so i like how you use finding the best keywords for your listing but how does one find those best keywords 
Yeah, so, so first of all, when it comes to keywords, it, it's sometimes it's very obvious, um, especially if you know your product. If you if you spend time researching the product and, and developing the product and by your manufacturer, you, you should get to know your your word and your like the words that people are, are using from doing your research on the competition and stuff. Well, there are a few a few um. A few ways. So, so obviously, first of all, the Amazon search bar is a very good tool, uh, which you start yeah. typing in the keyword and you get a lot of phrases, a lot of phrases um, related. And also, and also from all those keyword tools, obviously. And also, uh, one thing which is very important is also like thinking like like a human, is think yeah. about yourself how how you will search the product if you want to buy the product. So sometimes you get so into the product that you forget all those details. But think yourself, imagine um, yourself as a customer. If you want to buy the product, you open up Amazon.com. Which words will you put in there? So those words you have to make sure to, to include in your listing. And ask the same thing about your colleagues uh, or your friends or family, which words they will use to find this product. So from that, from that alone, you, you get like real human um, feedback. Touch to your listing. Yes, yeah. that's so important. And uh, go check out our seller apps free keyword research tool. If you haven't already, it's free mm -hmm. and it will help you get your keywords like fastly and accurately. Uh, it will be linked in the description below or do check it out on the screen anywhere. So now that we've spoken about keywords, what are backend keywords and how do you select them? Oh, so the backend keywords is, is also, uh, um, I think it's also a mistake that sellers make. They focus a lot on this backend keywords. It's so important, uh, this and that. But the, the fact is that the, the backend keywords is just like the, the extra, um, it's basically after you finish the whole listing, like the front end, the title, bullet, and description, which is the most important, all of the leftovers should go in the, in the backend. So basically, there's a reason why it's in the backend, is because um, it's, not, it's not what customers are seeing, it's only for the algorithm. So, yep. um, so it, it's a very good place to put keywords that you can't really put in the front end, which is like misspellings and um, let's say Spanish words, like other language that people are using. And um, and also, um, uh, what else is this? Cross-selling. Yeah, cross-selling. Yeah, so cross-selling is very, very, also very important, which is like, um, for example, if you're selling, let's say, let's say a spoon, right? Like a pack of spoons. Mm -hmm. You should make sure to put uh, like knives and forks in the search terms because it's like it's like one family. People that are searching for that are usually also searching for that. So it's a, it's a good way to cross sell the product. But obviously, you have to make sure that it's not really totally irrelevant because it's then your listing is just going to show up for their own keywords. But to make sure that I mean, most products have like their own families. It's like a grocery store. When you go into the grocery store, they, they usually put like all those similar products together because once you need, you need this, you need that as well. So it's a good. Yes, that's very important because now that we have Amazon uh, Q4 coming up the holiday season, people are going to be looking for gifts. So I think this is really interesting time for you to, um, you know, cross sell your products in terms of gifts. So um, I would like to talk about Amazon posts here. So many people don't even think that your product can be used as a gift. So try using this new feature called Amazon Post. We did a video on it. Uh, a week back, I will link it down in the below. It will help you. It's like free advertising for your brand. And you can also be seen on your um, competitors listing for free, which is amazing. So if you want to see if your product can be sold as a gift, try cross selling or try using Amazon posts because then people will look at your product and they'll go like, oh, I can use this as a gift. You know, who would like this? Yeah. Try uh, 
putting that idea into people's heads, especially this holiday season. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming, Cyber Monday is coming, Black Friday is coming, and they're all in, like one day after the other. So yeah, I mean, gear up, guys. This is the best time for you to start like you know getting your uh products off the shelves but i can't say shelves anymore getting off the warehouses nice. so amazing so yeah. now we're coming to the section where we talk about advanced questions so if you're just a beginner go check out our other videos on uh, listing optimization which is specifically made for beginners but this from here on on the questions will be for advanced sellers so do you suggest people have or sellers have two different listings for FBM and FBA or just one listing will do great for um, FBM and FBA? Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, <laughs> if the, uh, FBA and FBM, I mean, I don't know, as far as the, the only the only benefit that I know is, is basically uh, the idea is that, I mean, obviously the FBA is, 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 is important. Is the most important, but uh, why you should have an FBM as well? I think it's basically in case you run out of stock in FBA, sometimes yep. it wasn't fast enough to catch up to, re to ship new inventory. So at least your listing is always live. It, it never gets out of stock. As you know, the consequences of running out of stock in the Amazon listing is not good. So having like an FBM listing on top of the FBA, it, it's it can help with that and, and also I think that it's, uh, especially now these days when FBA is so um, overwhelmed they try to to prevent like people uh, sellers from sending in new stuff uh, yeah. i think that they, they they're giving better positions for listings that have both like fba and fbm so they still stay on on the platform and they don't rely Yep, so I think it's also important to have your listings in FB and FBM. And especially if you're selling like big gift baskets, um, I suggest that you use FBM currently because inventory is now limited. So if you have a smaller product, yes, you will get inventory placed in Amazon warehouses. But if you're selling bigger products, do not risk it because Amazon might just in the end moment be like, oh, we don't have space, you know, try using some other courier services and then it'll be too late for you to figure out any, to get any um, external warehouses or to figure out the FPM route. So start thinking about that right now. So um, let's talk about images now because images as we've discussed are very important. There are images and there are product videos which we will get, which we will talk about a little bit later. So when people are selecting their image and image description, do they want to include some keywords there as well? Does it work well with the backend keywords there? The, oh, you mean the description by the, the the name of the image file? Yes, the image file name. Oh, so this is an interesting uh, conversation because it's it's uh, I think it's it's debatable. I, I think uh, nobody really knows because Amazon never really said that it's it's indexing, but I think it, it can help with Google at least uh, because uh, if you have the, the the product with the name, sometimes when you search on on, on a product, uh, I mean the name, mm -hmm. you go on Google Images, sometimes they give you like a give you results from Amazon because the image has that name. But on Amazon itself, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's not, it, it was never proven or tested and, and proven that it's, that it doesn't make any difference. But uh, when it comes to Im naming the images, I think it's, it's more relevant in the EBC, in the A plus content description. Um, usually when you upload the A plus, there's a, there's a combination of a few images and text and everything. So over there, Amazon is asking you to put in like the keywords for the images. And that's, I think it's mainly important for, for, for customers with um, visual impairments, which is basically they can yep. like see or do. So Amazon has a few, uh, there are applications for them, like programs that they use that they can read um, through uh, hearing, so uh, listening. So, so sometimes, so part of the program is basically when I click on the image, I think, um, 
the program is, is, is telling them the name of the image. So it, it's, it's a good idea to put in, in the images like what the image is. For example, if you're selling like a coffee cup and you have like a lifestyle image of someone holding the cup, it's important. To, it, it's, it's not like important to put the keyword like coffee cup. It's more like a saying that um, um, model is holding cup in hands or something like that. So the visual impairment, so they, they can see, they, they can know exactly what the image is for. And that's that's one thing. And then I think in general, like when Amazon sees that you really put in all the work and the listing, like all the names of the images and everything, they, they, they I think they give you more better position because they, they, they see that you are compliant and th those are the sellers that they want to have in the platform. So they will try to help you. So I think uh, the point that you mentioned for visually impaired sellers or buyers, I think that's a, such an interesting point because I personally have not heard uh, people, you know, making sure that their listing is compliant with the people who are visually impaired. And I think when sellers are not using such techniques, they're missing out on such a huge demographic of people who are actually buying on Amazon, uh, listening to the pictures or the listing, which is a great, a great advice. So yeah, I'm just thinking about it and it struck me. So I will like right now go work on it after this talk. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. And do you want to add anything else for your A plus content? A plus content? No, it's basically also, I mean, basically to take advantage of, of this big space that Amazon is giving you to, to really um, um, showcase your product. Because the images on the, on the top, the images, your small images, you can, you can put a lot of stuff there, but the A plus content is so big, so um, visually, so um, so it's, it's very good and it's very important to take advantage of that and really showcase your product with the best features and lifestyle and uh, sell your product better. Yep, and now that we're going to talk about uh, product videos, let me just tell you people that product videos cannot can get a little bit complicated. So do read all the guidelines provided by Amazon because we have a lot of sellers who are facing problems with the frame rate per second on their videos. The Amazon is not accepting their frame rate, video is not compliant. So do read the guidelines if you don't want to face any problems because you will be, if you're outsourcing your um, product videos, it can get expensive to have a reshoot. So make sure that you read the guidelines before you, um, you know, shoot your video. So over to you, Mac. How do you optimize your product images and videos on Amazon? Yeah. So, so, so the images. I mean, I mean uh, <coughs> the images is basically um, basically you have to take advantage of, of the space that Amazon is giving you. So at least max it out at least seven images, like one main image and at least six graphic images. So you have a lot of space to really showcase your product. So for, so usually I recommend to do like a combination of infographics and lifestyle so the infographics is very important because um, especially for people that buy through visual and this they don't have time or patience to read through the whole title and bullet points and, and descriptions uh, especially like yep. me I, 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 I hate to read that <laughs> I, 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 yeah I, I like to write but I, I hate to read so I don't know <laughs> so so usually uh, um, I buy through visual so if I see like a, the, the, the image really explains the product like it, it tells me everything, like all the features. So that's why it's important. So let's say you, you take three three infographics. One should be like overall of all the all the general features. One should be more like about the technical features, which is like the dimensions, the, the weight, and the material and stuff like that. And then uh, and then it's also important to put, especially for complicated products, it basically showcase like zoomed in parts of the product to basically so a customer yeah. should be able to see the product in real life and like feel like they're working in the store and they touch the product 
And then the next one, so it's also the same and the same reason is uh, for customers to feel like they're holding the product is the lifestyle images. So it's basically uh, um, make a combination of a few lifestyle, like show different genders that it's made for, show different locations, either outdoor or indoor and stuff like that. Basically uh, uh, like a nice combination of everything. So a customer can make the decision to buy the, your product only from the pictures itself. Yes, very important. Uh, do you have anything more to add? Uh, and regarding videos, so videos, I'm not, I'm not so, because uh, um, I'm not a video uh, this, so, but the but, uh, same thing. I mean, um, we, we, we did actually discuss it before in a, in a different uh, podcast, if video is important or not. Yeah. So obviously video is always important, but <clears throat> it, it really depends on the product. Some products, it's not really important to spend a lot of money and time on creating videos because it's very simple. I, I had an example over there. I don't have it here. It's basically like a small cup. I mean, mm-hmm. it's good to have a video to just just to be different and show for your competitors that you're here, you're stronger than them. But but uh, regarding the the customer, it's not really it's not gonna make um, sell the product. It's just a cup showing like someone's drinking from the cup. It's not gonna do this. But it's it's mainly important uh, for a more complicated product that people have to see like all the features, all the different angles, different sides, how it's being used, like if it has like buttons or screens. Stuff like that, is, which is very important uh, to have a video and showcase all the how to, how to use it. Yeah, so when I'm shopping on Amazon, um, it's always a plus point for me if your product has a video instruction attached to the listing. Uh-huh. So yes, that makes my job easier. So I know that, you know, once I get the product, I have something to look back on because instructions usually are like five to six pages long. They're so huge. And I'm like, why am I going to read such big instructions? And then I spend hours and hours on trying to like figure out how the product works. So if you have one video on your listings and I people like me and Mac can go look at it after they purchase the product, product perfect sold (laughs) so that's what I use so Mac here has been selling on Amazon for more than eight years and I think since he's a seven figure seller I want to understand if you have any advice or if you have any do's and don'ts tips and tricks for our listeners uh, for our listeners who are watching right now Uh yeah I mean first of all I'm not so bragging about a seven figure seller because this is what I did in the past I mean in the past I used to sell (laughs) I I used to work for big companies that uh, I grew to a, a big number but it's mainly like the business that I'm now, which is a marketing business, like dealing with so many Amazon sellers every day and creating like thousands of listings and images and stuff. So this is where I love to give my advice from. So I don't know, just general advice, business advice, is, it, which is important for everyone, Amazon sellers and any business owner, which is obviously like to think big, always think big and don't worry and don't think about your doubts and fears and fears because I mean, after all, as an Amazon seller, you have like tons of, of competitors and especially in, in, in most categories, there are big companies out there, like big brands that are trying to crush you and they have like a big team, they have everything and they are the ones that think big and they don't have any doubts, any fears, so they do whatever it takes. So if you want to compete with them, you have to have the same mindset. And another mm-hmm. advice I'll give is basically is not to be stingy when it comes to marketing. I mean, I don't mean stingy. I mean, like, uh, like trying to save and this because the, the problem is that sellers spend so much time and money developing the, the products, creating the product and in whatever the manufacturing and stuff. Now, when it comes to the real important part, which is selling, they start to to cheap down. You know, like um, they try to do the everything themselves, and they uh, um, obviously it's, it's mediocre. It's not the best. Instead, you know, this this is the real important part. Uh, where you where, where you should really spend the money in marketing, like to try to make your product really sell. 
And um, so that's another thing. And another thing is, oh, so this is especially for new sellers, which is important, is that it's important for them to know. I mean, it's good for all sellers as well, that Amazon is not as it used to be. When I, for example, when I started like eight years ago, back then, I mean, you basically um, had a product idea. You just listed with a regular standard, a mediocre listing on them, and it, it sold. Like in the next day, I started selling right away. <laughs> but these days, Amazon, Amazon, these days, Amazon is so so different. I mean, it's so much more competitive. There's a lot of competition and big com big, big competition, like big companies that have like a big budgets and big themes. So um, you know, so it's harder to compete with them. So these days, you you really have to treat the Amazon business like any other business. Like you open a restaurant yeah. or you open like a or whatever, like a big company, you really have to treat an Amazon business like that. And you shouldn't treat it like just a side hustle, just uh, just to uh, um, hope that you're, you're going to list a product and it's going to start selling right away because your friend that did it a few years ago got rich from it. <laughs> doesn't mean that you, <laughs> it's going to work for you the same way. So basically, yeah, you yeah. really have to treat it like a real business, spend the money that is required to, to, to spend. Uh, as they know, you have to spend money to make money and um and be fully in don't just uh, uh work like a, an hour a day or two hours a day because this is what you used to you really have to be fully in to really compete with all this um, so thank you so much for making sure that our listeners are all set up with their listing and making sure that our listeners are now um equipped with the knowledge that they need to optimize the listing so thank you for coming to the session yeah so no problem thank you for having me it was a real pleasure it was a lot of fun and i hope mm -hmm. um, uh, you know your audience will really benefit from it thank you and uh, if you like this video make sure to like that like button and to like and to hit the subscribe button as well and join our wondrous family of seller app and i will see you all next week so bye bye